Hello everyone. Um, welcome to the TechPoint Africa podcast. My name is Chingo Jim, and today we are going to be looking at a very interesting um, subject: insurance in Nigeria and how tech can help drive adoption. So, just before we get into it, um, let's pay homage to—I I guess that's the word—pay um, homage to our sponsors, Viso App. So, in the last eight years, more than forty thousand people have died in car accidents in Nigeria, and a very huge number. Of that, of that forty thousand, uh, I say forty thousand, uh, forty thousand people comes from um, reckless drivers who just get away with it. Now, there's actually a solution for you, with which you can see these guys. You can report their reckless driving, and f- well, funny thing or good thing is that you also get to be paid for it. So, um, with the whistle app, which we put a link in the description, you can always go download the app and report these activities. So if you see a, a reckless driver, if you see someone over speeding or probably someone who has a hit and run accident, you could always report the person. So all you need to do is take a photo and upload it on the app and you get a reward um, for doing that. So this is basically you making money for doing good and um, your reward will be on it um, with our sponsor. So let's get into the conversation. Um, insurance in Nigeria is at very, very low levels. The insurance penetration is at very, very low levels. Um, in some industries, it's as low as 1%. In some industries, it's as high as 15%. The car insurance industry is one of the highest. And um, it's, it's something that uh, someone said insurance companies are basically competing with God for insurance premiums. And um, today, we're going to be looking at it. In the last decade, the numbers have barely moved. And we've had insurance tech companies spring up in the last few years, but nothing really has happened. Um, I think two years ago, it was at 2% for the general insurance industry. And as of today, it's still at 2% based on some reports. Um, why has it not moved and what can we do? What can tech do to push that number? So today I have with me in the studio, Tamitobe Ademi. Is the CEO of PayU, an insurance tech company that just launched in Nigeria this year. And he's going to be going with me. We are going to be looking at a, taking an entire view of the insurance industry. Um, what are the challenges in the industry? What has been done in the past? What can be done better to ensure that um, insurance penetration gets um, like moved from where it is? So welcome, Temitobe. Thank you so much, Igor. Thank you for having me. All right, so we are going to start on a personal note. Can you just introduce yourself to our audience? Yes, so um, my name is Timitope Adeyemi, and I'm the co-founder CEO at PayU. Um, so what we do at PayU is we are democratizing access to comprehensive auto insurance. Um, we are breaking that barrier, that pricing barrier, especially right to uh, comprehensive auto insurance. Yeah, that's a brief uh, introduction <laughs> of myself. All right, um, so what's from your from your experience as um, an insurance um, professional, what would you say is the state of the car insurance industry um, in Nigeria currently, and what is the state of the larger insurance industry at this at this point? Uh, so, um, motor insurance in Nigeria is like the low hanging fruit, right? Mm-hmm. Where if anyone if any insure tech wants to come into to play within the industry, um, motor is like a low hanging fruit, like I rightly said. So, why uh, is that? So, I mean, why that is is because 
everybody knows that you should have third party insurance. Mm. When you go to renew your vehicle papers, you are asked by um, the unqualified guys who issue third party at licensing offices. Oh, you need third party insurance. So people subconsciously know that there's something called third party insurance that you must have because of your car. So people are kind of like aware about that product within the insurance space. So it's a low hanging fruit because if I meet any vehicle owner and I talk about life insurance, you might not understand what that is. But if I meet a vehicle owner and I talk about third party insurance, comprehensive motor insurance, you probably will say, oh, okay, um, what you have to talk to me about, you know, so, so, I mean, it's, it's the low hanging fruit, which is where we are trying to play because for more than three decades, it's still been between 10 to 15%. Almost all the 40 insurers, right, within the Nigerian insurance industry, they are still only just insuring between 10 to 15% of the available vehicles. So the question is, what what, hap- what has been happening or what is happening or what will continue to happen to the remaining 80% if something is actually not done? So that's, yeah. that's why we are playing within that space for, for starters. All right. So you mentioned rightly that a lot of people are aware of car insurance and they will be more willing to listen to you. But a lot of people may be aware also, I think my knowledge of insurance is from business studies um, classes in secondary school. Um, but even at this point, I still do not care so much about insurance. So how or why should I care about insurance? Okay, so um, so about especially about motor insurance, if you have a car, yeah, you will know that every day that you put that car on the road, you have explosions. Someone can run into you. You can run into someone. Your car can be hijacked. Your car can be what well, anything can happen. Your car can get burnt. I've mm. seen several where someone just finished buying fuel at the filling station yeah. and is about driving out and the car just gets burnt, right? So, so many exposures, right? So that's the reason why if something has happened to your friend or your neighbor before as regards their car, you probably would also want to hear it aside from the fact that we all want to use religion to say, oh, this is my backing, right? But you want to hear it. But I've noticed over my 15 years experience within the industry that the pushback Nigerians always have when it comes to insurance is the pricing factor, mm-hmm. right? Our insurers, the way our policies are worded, our price point, they are a copy and paste of what is obtainable in the West, right? When you take, when you get a price price point, how it's done in the West, and you bring it to Nigeria, we don't run the same. We are not. We don't have the same financial capability, yeah. right? So you can't tell me someone in the U.S. pays premium on motor insurance monthly, for example, and you want to expect me in Nigeria to also pay monthly. It will not work. That guy probably earns $1,000 a week, and I'm probably earning $250,000 a month, right? I probably have so much to spend on medicals. That guy over there goes to the hospital for free. Right, so you know when you do those comparison, comparison, that guy has more earning power than me, who has who is paying to. So why don't I have? Why can't I now pay in Nigeria 
for comprehensive motor insurance when I need it the most. And when do I actually need comprehensive motor insurance the most? It's when my car hits the road running, when I put my car on the road to drive. So, so those those are essentially like some some different some reasons why we have that that low adoption, and why to continue if something is not done about it, and which is what PU is here to actually fix. All right. So um, pricing is one of the major issues that people right. get insurance. Right. Right. Um, but another problem is that if I get insurance, right, um, it's only the, the traditional method has always been I get insurance for an entire year mm-hmm. and I could mm-hmm. go the entire year without any of the things you mentioned yeah. happening yeah. to my car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also very possible that I don't hit anyone. Mm-hmm. Now what happens, my premium just gets, like I lose it entirely. Mm-hmm. And the insurance company gets money for basically doing nothing. And it's one of the issues that people have. Why do I have to pay for something? I'd rather pay out of pocket than do this. So um, how can we, what has insurance com- uh, insurance companies done previously to probably mitigate this and ensure that, okay, um, I, I was reading somewhere that, I, I can't remember the country, but what they do is that your insurance premiums are rolled over. So the way we roll over data plans, it's rolled over to the next year. Do we have similar models where if nothing happens, you don't make any claims in an entire year, it's rolled over to the next year? Yeah, so um, up until now, up until when PU launched on the 8th of August 2022, you can't roll over premium okay. in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So at best, you probably will just buy comprehensive auto insurance on a monthly basis. But ev- but what we have built is so what you just asked now where people say, Oh, I've gone a year, two years, three years without an accident. Mm-hmm. You guys are just collecting my money for doing nothing. Right. That is what PU has I mean, that's what PU has built on now, right? So if your car is parked in your house for two weeks and you're not driving it out, why are you paying comprehensive auto insurance? So why don't you just pay comprehensive auto insurance the day you decide to move it out? I'm sure if you move your car out a day, maybe after the last three weeks, and tow throw back, tow when you were going out and when you were coming back, say, for example, you paid 200 naira. I'm sure you won't be feeling bad at the end of a year that somebody collected a total of, say, seven or 10,000 naira from you. I'm sure you won't be feeling bad. As compared... As compared to you having paid 80,000, 90,000, as the case may be, up front, nothing happens in the year, you're going to be feeling really bad that, oh, they're just collecting my money for nothing, right? But when it's essentially your pain as you go, your pain when you feel the need, you're not going to come back to start feeling, oh, I, I threw out money, I wasted money. So those are... Like those are like what we have built on from our experience over 15 years, right? Where I have a whole lot of customers that if they buy a card a card today, the first year they do insurance, comprehensive auto insurance, the second year they do, the third year they'll tell you they are not renewing that after all, two years over the last two years, nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. You understand? So, but when it is that I can pay so uh, a former MD of an insurance company downloaded our mobile app and I got to call him. He said this absolutely just makes sense because for the past two weeks, his car, he has been at home. He hasn't gone anywhere, right? And so 
It doesn't say you need to buy comprehensive auto insurance up front. Nobody's going to come and steal his car in his house, right? So whenever he wants to move out, whenever he wants to drive out of the house, he can just turn this on and pay whatever naira per minute. Mm-hmm. And if his two and fro is one hour or two hours, he just pays that, packs back his car in his garage, and that is it. So that is what we've built, actually. Okay. So two questions about that model. It's it, it's I think it sounds very cool that I only pay when I use my vehicle. But like you just mentioned, it's very possible for me not to use my vehicle for two weeks, possibly even more than that. Mm-hmm. If my car is bad, it's probably going to sit there for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, why don't you think that the fact that I only pay when I'm using my vehicle, that it puts like a hindrance to... So if this is something I'm paying up front, right? It's, it's just once a month and I pay it. Mm-hmm. But if I have to pay every single time I use, don't you think that users may decide, oh, okay, I paid yesterday, paid um, the previous day, and nothing happened. So maybe I can just go today. And as a result, instead of you getting that money upfront, because now for you to make sense for you and you stay in the business long enough, it has to make financial sense. You need to make money from it. So the primary way insurance companies have made their money is from these insurance premiums. But with this, don't you think that it kind of puts a level of friction that probably makes people less reluctant. So what happens if I want to pay for insurance and my internet connection is bad? Or maybe even the USSD app doesn't work if, if you have that option. Now, don't you think it creates some friction that could make your customers drop off at any point? Okay, so thank you very much. I think before Glock started ZPay per second, mm. MTN was only doing ZPay per hour. Okay. Right, and uh, sorry, call per hour where once you call, even if you talk for a few seconds, they are going to deduct one hour fee. Mm. And when Glue came, they just broke that chain and it was like pay per seconds or pay per minute, right? And the, the conversation was also around, oh, how would they make money? Right? We all can see how they've made money now, right? So now, insurance is, is, is a business of numbers. So now that People know I can pay, depending on the value of my car, I can pay one naira fifty kobo, two naira per minute, or three naira per minute, as the case may be, depending on the value of my car. Now, what is going to happen is you're going to have more people buying insurance on a per minute basis because that bar. I I saw that, so I went out on Saturday to talk to some ride sharing drivers. When I got, I, I missed them. I was talking about comprehensive. They said, ah, no, 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 we don't want to buy. Uh, that thing is expensive. Then when I started talking about one naira per minute, they were like, really? That sounds cool. They all downloaded the app. So that validates that pricing had always been a problem. Okay. Yeah. Right? They all downloaded, funded their wallet in the app to the tune of 2,000 naira. Right? Now, you imagine that 10,000 people across Nigeria. Now, we're talking about well over 9 million uninsured vehicles. So, let's now say just 10,000 people, right, do one hour daily on that app. And let's say the value of one hour daily use is 100 naira. So, you want to look at 100 naira times 10,000. That's about 10 million naira if, if my math is, is, is okay, right? So, you're looking at 10 million naira every day in premium and remember that once that one hour lapses 
insurance has lapsed. So that is hand money for the insurance company immediately. Right? It's not that you're carrying over a certain portion of an annual premium into the next year to make provision for claim. No. You are you know what you hand every one hour as an insurance industry. Right. So now coming to the other part of your question where you said if someone turns it on yesterday and nothing happened. Turns in I mean fuse oh why should I turn it on today after I turned it on yesterday, nothing happened. I can so 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 that scenario happened to one of our users, right? Is is often he, he usually frequent Lagos Ibadan, Lagos Ibadan on travel trips. So there was a particular day he was coming to Lagos. He turned on his insurance. Two days after, he was also still coming. He wanted to fund his wallet. His bank app was not working. Right, just like you, the scenario you're painting now, right? Then he said, "Oh, let me just, I'll just go ahead. Let me just go. Nothing will happen." Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for him, he got to beggar, and a truck rammed him from the rear, and he was so bitter with himself that the past four days he has been turning this thing on. Nothing has happened. Why is it that it's today that he refused to turn it on? That something has happened. I mean, so, this is actually happening to him. So, what that essentially taught him is that he should endeavor, one, to have good amount, because what he has always been doing is 1,000 funding his wallet, to have good amount of money per time, because this is technology. Bank apps is technology. USSD code is technology. So, no one can actually determine how that works, right? Mm-hmm. So, he has learned that whatever it is, because he also had a last option, to call a friend of ease to help him fund his wallet, right? But he just felt he, he would he would try it out. So what what that invariably means is he was going to explore all options to make sure he get. I mean, he provides cover on his car whenever he's going on such such trips. So um, it, it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. The control is with the user. If you cannot, I mean, if you think I've turned it on the last two days, I don't want to turn it on today. That is part of our business model. We don't expect that you turn it on every day. But we want you to turn it on on the day you feel that I'm actually, I feel I'm actually going to be at risk as I'm going on this journey. Let me protect my vehicle, right? So that 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 essentially is what it is. So we're not, we're not, we're not, we need to we need to begin to see the fact that people now want value for the money they spend rather than we just statutorily or uh the way we've always been doing it collecting money up front from people and of course they don't get uh they yeah. don't fall into claim yeah. and they eventually say oh no we're not doing it again okay interesting so um we've been, sp- we've been speaking for quite a bit now and we are going to be taking another ad break so i i am um, to the audience i hope you've you've learned a lot and i hope you're getting ready if you have a car to get um, your insurance premiums whether it's third party or comprehensive insurance so right now we are going to be taking a break and to get a message from the tech point africa business team hi i'm abisala adenoga the head of business at tech point africa did you know that you could present yourself as a reputable brand leader? 
Did you know that your business can get the limelight it deserves? Now you do. Using TechPoint Africa's marketing tools, we can put you in the faces of a large audience for brand awareness and thought leadership. To do this, reach out to us by sending an email to business at techpoint.africa or click on the link in the description below. Okay, welcome back. Um, before we left, we were discussing um, insurance in Nigeria with a focus on the car insurance industry. And with me is Temitobe Adeyemi, the CEO of PU. So we are going to be continuing that conversation. But um, we are going to be looking at something else. So a few years ago, um, Jinka is one of, our, um, one of our colleagues here. He's the lead for intelligence by TechPoint. So he wrote this article. It was a sort of a deep dive into insurance. And there was a survey done for the article. And about 96% of the people who responded were aware of insurance. Um, this was like a broad insurance um, conversation. So whether it was car insurance, life, insur life assurance, or just any type, they were aware of it. But like we've mentioned, only 7% of them had an insurance cover of what, of any form. Of any form. Now, at the time this happened, insurance was just about 2% penetration. And it's still below that number after about three years. So this is like from 2019. Now, what do you think has been the biggest challenge? Now, we've talked about the price point, but what do you think has been the biggest challenge to um, getting more people to take action on insurance? Because um, it's not just the article by Inca. It, there's, there, there are also several reports that show that a lot of people in Nigeria are aware of what insurance means. Either they've heard of it from a friend or they know that it's required when they get a new vehicle or probably they've had someone come to sell life insurance to them, but they just do not take any action. Now, what do you think tech companies can do? Because um, tech tends to disrupt sectors, but we've had insured tech companies in Nigeria that are roughly five years old, and we can't really say there has been much happening. The needle hasn't moved much. So how do you think tech companies can help drive insurance penetration because it's, it's really important. Yeah, so um, the first, very first thing we should be looking at is trust. Okay. So um, I think maybe before I was even born, I heard that there were, so during the days of like my parents and all, that they used to have standing instruction from their bank to their insurance company that, oh, okay, so once my salary drops at the end of the month, yeah, Please take so so cobble. Then yeah. it was still cobble. How much was salary? Maybe two naira, three naira was what they were paying people at the end of every month. I mean, that was a whole lot of money then, right? So, standing instruction. But from what I also heard, that immediately the insurance companies were changing hands from the foreign owners to to our native people. Then trust started eroding mm -hmm. down that line. Right, where people now started saying, going to their bank, say, no, don't do that standing order again. I want to. So, the first thing tech companies need to first of all do is bring back that trust. Mm -hmm. So, what is the trust? I like to compare claims to cash withdrawal from the bank. If I take my money to a bank and I deposit, I'm going there because I'm depositing that money there because I know if one hour later I feel I need that money back. 
I can just walk back there and get back my money. Right? It's not the same with claim in the insurance industry. You can't tell that if I have a motor claim, for example, now you can't tell the turnaround. You can't say, oh, in three days, four days, I'll get my claim settled so that I can fix my car. You can't say that. You are the mercy of the insurance company. It could take them one month, it could take two months, it could take three months, right? That is even if it is not altogether repudiated, right? So trust needs to be brought back. That's the first thing, okay? Which I very much know that technology can easily do that. Uh, uh, so once we have trust, the other thing is we need to stop doing this copy and paste thing in terms of especially process, pricing. This is how they do it in the West. It, it will necessarily not work here like that. It will not work here for so many reasons. It will not work like that here. So that's why, like in four hours, I tell my insurance colleagues to say, see, domestication of policies, is, this is now, this is the time we need it the most. How do our people live? What exactly do they want? Okay, this is a product from the West. Uh, so how can it be, how can it fit the lifestyle of our people? Rather than say, oh, this is how they do it there, so this is how they must do it here. No, it will not work. So that, I think, should be the flow if we need to see an improvement in the uptake of insurance. Like the survey rightly said, people know what insurance is, but they won't do it because, one, trust, two, um, the process, and number three, the pricing is just not is just not right for, for for our people. Just take a look at almost all the product lines. It's it's all about the same. It's just now that people are beginning to um, develop on the process. Okay, so instead of carrying um, a fifty page uh, document and all that, people can just I mean everything can just be summarize in one one sheet of paper yeah. uh, on on a mobile phone and all of that then price point instead of you paying maybe o live or term live of 200,000 or whatever now some people are beginning to do 2005 maybe monthly <laughs> so now it's affordable now all of those um, mosaic things you are writing in pub, uh, policy document you are not putting it as a one pager <laughs> now it's, it makes sense i can quickly go through that to see the terms and condition, the wearers, the wearings, the wear-offs. I'm not a lawyer. I'm just a policy. I just want to buy policy. Why am I reading yeah. all of this, right? So all of those jargons, let's move. Let's remove them. Let's make it as simple as. See what uh, what we are doing at PayU. I've sold it to an eight-year-old girl. She understood it. That was when I knew we were in for business. It's as simple as that. Anything you want to sell to me that a kid will not understand, I won't buy. Yeah, interesting. Because interesting that you're mentioning wearing wearers, wear wits, and all of that is I, I think it's actually an intentional. Now this is just me being thinking of it's it's just my opinion. I really think it's intentional by companies when they put all of those um words that may be a bit difficult for See, now mm. I don't understand what a wearing wear as well. <laughs> I don't understand what it is. I don't know why they put it, all those things. Well, I think you have to blame the lawyers. And um, unfortunately, we have two lawyers here. Yeah? So um, two of them behind the camera, they are lawyers. So you can meet them after. 
to get some clarification. I, I, I think it's what they do to keep themselves in business, but oh, it's a conversation okay. for another day. All right, so moving on, um, you mentioned something about building trust, and it's I think it's a problem that is in every industry in Nigeria. So I've had, this year alone, I've had issues with my bank twice, hmm. and I've not yet resolved one. I, I was able to resolve one after about two months, wow. partially because I didn't have the time to like go to the bank back to back to follow them up. But there's this thing that I noticed, so... You have a cost, you have a problem with your bank and you've been talking to them calmly they've not talked uh, they've not responded the moment you send them an email and you copy the cbn they will respond to you like it's i, I think the cbn is just i don't know it's like the magic word the moment they see cbn copied in the email they, re oh. they respond within i think they responded to me within two hours so i'm just curious um, what's the insurance body that is in charge of, of the insurance industry, and is there something that the insure, that the, the regulator can do to ensure that insurance companies comply? With, because when we talk about trust, it's mainly um, trust being eroded on the part of the insurance in the, uh, insurance company, not really mm -hmm. the customers themselves. Mm -hmm. So, is there like a regulator, or do you think that? The regulators can play a part in ensuring that there's trust between the companies and the people that they serve. So that question is so I'll answer that question in two parts. So okay. number one, as an insurance policy holder, you if you want to complain, mm. there's a complaint channel within Nikon. In fact, it's just by email. And Nikon they do respond. At least I've tried that channel out several and in fact, they did not only respond by email, they still sent out copy written <laughs> response, right? Yeah. So, uh, which I was I was highly impressed, right? With the res they, they replied to my email and they still forwarded. So, uh, that being said, then the matter of trust, the insurance companies are the ones doing business. Mm. The regulator is just there to say, oh, okay, oh, don't, this is the benchmark or don't pass this line. That's only what the regulator is doing, right? Giving out, I mean, doling out policies, directions, right? But it is the insurance companies that are in the business making the money. So if you, if you see that, oh, this industry where we are, trust is a big issue. That's why we're not getting the kind of volume we should be getting and all of that. It is you guys that should come together to see what to do about that. And largely, I think one of the major issues about this old trust thing is the agents. The insurance agents are on the field selling. These are agents that are, one, not proper, properly trained. Okay. Two, I mean, when you even train someone, you need to retrain the person. Constant training, right? But these insurance companies will just come, I mean, hire anyone on the street, I mean, bring in anyone on the street, just do like, say, one hour. Um, I mean, so what they do is they, they teach you about an insurance product, not like the entire values within the insurance industry. Right. So, so these are the reasons why these agents go out there, misrepresent the entire industry, 
overpromise a, a customer. You know, when I promise you, oh, this and that, this, and when the time comes and you don't get it like that, you feel disappointed, right? Yeah. And it is easy for you to tell like 10 other people, ah, don't mind that ins- those insurance people. They are like this. So agents need, agent network needs to be looked into. And proper training needs to be done within that space, right? So that these agents go out there to represent the industry, not only the insurance company that you're uh, you're working for. So I and I strongly believe that technology can play a big role here because essentially, so take for example the solution we have rolled out. You don't need an agent; just download an app, fill in your details. Put in the picture of your car, fund your wallet, that's all. And you have your policy certificate by email automatically. You know, so you, you don't need an agent to broker or even an, a broker to, to 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 be a mediator between you and an insurance company. And if you want to make your claim, there's a claim channel in there on the app as well. And you get a response within five hours that you log a claim. So it's so seamless that you don't need to interface with anyone. Right, so that essentially is what technology is going to help us achieve in bringing back the entire trust um, that we've lost in the past. And based off on the fact that now people can say, "Oh, it is when I need it that I buy it. I don't necessarily have to put my money out upfront for 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 any any kind of policy." Yeah. So and of course, we're going to be you know, I mean. The insure tech industry is going to be innovating along various value chain. I mean, there, there are some of my colleagues who are who are innovating around device devices and gadgets, phones, and all of I that. I think I would be within that. Yeah. So a very good friend of mine has an insure tech firm that gadget. We have people who are innovating around health, where you can get to pay two hundred naira or five hundred naira every month, and you get medical care. Um, you know, pe- people people are really innovating, and one thing that I'm happy about is those. I mean, most of us realize that pricing is a major problem, mm-hmm. and if you can do something about pricing as an insure tech, you're gonna have an inroad. It's just it's just a function of it's just a matter of time. Okay. So on one hand, I agree that um, the regulators are like, they just set the standards on how things should go. And I, I'm just thinking if Nigeria's insurance industry is not is, is not 10 years old, it's been around for a very long time. And we have some of the big guys who've been here for like 35 years, 40 years, in some cases as old as the country itself. And they've been working with a certain model. And I'm just wondering, it, it's, it would appear that they have an incentive to keep on working that way. So it's either they don't want to get past a certain level or this is already working for them. So um, why change? Because um, like you rightly mentioned uh, earlier, if when Glow came into the market, it forced MTN to reappraise the way they charged customers. And I'm just wondering, is it possible that tech startups coming up could, because right now there's still, it's still an unproven um, business model, a lot of, tech companies that are playing in this space are still, like I mentioned earlier, under five years. So you can't really say you guys are successful yet. Mm-hmm. So I do you think that the longer tech companies stay or longer tech startups, in short tech startups now um, play in this space, that they could force these legacy companies? Because these legacy companies have like, I think 
last count about 15,000 agents spread across um, the country and with internet penetration not so high it could also be that do you think that um, insure tech startups force their hand and then either they begin to incorporate tech or they reevaluate some of their pricing mechanisms okay so thank you so much so you know people are i mean change is difficult mm -hmm. So once you are used to doing something like this, the question you ask is the question you just ask, why change, right? So most of these legacy companies are okay with their oil and gas transactions that give them, say, $10 million in premium at the end of, I mean, annually, yeah. right? So they are now they will now be like, okay, they're collecting one hour 50 cobalt per minute for a car. What's that? Now, but what you don't understand is by the time it an insure tech like pay you gathers momentum over say five years and we're now beginning to look at seven one million people right so you want to begin to look at okay so if in five years we're able to have one million users out of the available nine million users you see that's still a very big market right we don't have users who do 200 naira every day on the hub and that's potentially 200 million every day, right? So I want to begin to now ask the question, how much of $10 million would you get compared to someone who is making 200 million daily for 365 days? Now, so like, for example, while me and my friends we chat, I said, I'm already hiring some insurance companies that I want to buy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's just the, that's just the, that's just the plain fact. So. You begin to look at the fact that there's so much money in retail that there's so much missing out from and they're just chasing after corporate clients corporate corporate oil and gas clients because oh that's where they feel that's where the bulk of their money is coming from right now but the very smart ones right uh legacy companies what they are doing is they are partnering with insurance um, i mean insure tech companies some yeah. of them are even investing in insure tech companies Right, so that at least they could also they could also take that share of the pie that the insure techs are looking at, uh, uh, I mean, taking from from the market, right? So I I see that. So of course the long game is very important as an insure tech. You have to. So insurance is not uh, even fintechs before fint most fintechs before they they go all out unicorn and all of that. They do three, four years, right? Um, aside maybe uh, my big ones, Flutter Wave, I think five or six years before they became a uh, unicorn. So, of course, InsurTechs too need to look at that space. But as an InsurTech, don't come to play as an InsurTech and be an agent. Innovate on something that is a real pain point. Don't come and say the current pricing model the current policy schedule is just the way you are just going to put into an API and you want to be distributing. You are just an agent and you are going to get the same result the, the food soldier agents are getting. So you are not going to like make any impact. But look for a section or a, or a product of the insurance industry. Innovate end-to-end -end on that product from pricing to process to claim innovate on that entire value chain for just one product be good at at it and just give yourself time you you'll be there 
we launched our product exactly 14 days ago. I've got a call from Uganda. As a matter of fact, is a regulator who wants us to come to Uganda. I've got a, I have four people from Kenya, right, saying we should that this this is a very nice product. Please, can you come? When are you coming? Somebody even publicly wrote on my LinkedIn post that please, when are you coming to Kenya? I'd like to partner with you. I've had s- several DMs from Ghana. We have someone in Egypt. So a product like this, right, resonates with with people. I essentially just pay for what I use. I'm not paying you upfront any money. Right? It just makes sense. It, it's clarity for any car owner. Right? I drive my car, I pay. I park my car, I don't pay. Simple. Right? So this kind of product that we've rolled out essentially is not that kind of product that you probably would say you want to first of all stay in Nigeria for three, four, five years. You want to amass the market in Nigeria before you start looking at uh, going elsewhere, right? It's a product that works everywhere, right? Even Tanzania, even uh, where is that country that they, someone reached out to me that there are 2 million people there in this Africa. It also works there, right? So, like I said, look for a product, innovate end-to-end, pricing, process, claim. If you can do that and you do it well, that is enough unicorn as a company. What what this what are these guys doing in, in the US? Um uh, I've forgotten their name right now. They're only doing motor insurance. And they've raised hundreds of millions of US dollars. They've not been profitable. So one thing that I'm still trying to I still want to go back to the US to study is how okay, so we launched 14 days ago. Mm-hmm. We have we have made revenue. It might be very small, $50, but it's revenue. But someone has raised $300 million, and they say they are, they've not even made any revenue. So those things, I need to find time to go and study and understand how all those things work. So, but essentially, right, I think overall, uh, technology will help us uh, improve our penetration rate, how people are able to perceive insurance, how people are able to interact with insurance, how people, are, how people are able to buy insurance. You know, this this our generation now, right? We don't want people coming to bug us for anything. We want most of us are even looking for lesser inter- human interaction. So if I can have something that makes sense in a digital form, I wouldn't mind buying it. Most engineers, developers, most work from homes right now have their cars parked in their house for two, three, or four weeks, whatever it is. I'm not paying anything at that time when my car is parked. But when I want to drive out, I get to pay. So someone brings a solution. When I want to get on the road, I buy life insurance. I'm just saying, that's mm-hmm. that's a product. That's That could be a product, right? I buy life insurance. When I get back into my house where I feel I'm not <laughs> at risk. You're of, less likely to die. You're less likely to die. You, you understand that point, right? Mm-hmm. I'm less likely to die now. I turn off insurance. Well, what insurance. happens when you're sleeping? And so, so if you want, if you also wants to go to bed, mm. and it feels, oh, I'm at the risk of death while <laughs> asleep. I thought, yeah, see, this, this is how product starts, right? Yes, I turn it on, and when I wake up and I say, oh, thank God, I'm alive back. 
I turn it off. It's, it's, it's essentially a pay as I want. When I need it, I buy it. If I feel I don't need it, I don't buy it. So I'll, be, it I'll be really interested in how um, this works around life insurance specifically because I understand health insurance, to, even health insurance, I think those are like um, two industries that it would be interesting to see how people innovate on mm -hmm. existing models. So um, shameless blog here, I write this series, Equity Merchants, where I speak to investors. So if you want to understand, and for the audience too, if you want to understand investments, how VCs think and all, yeah. So you can always go there to read more about it. So there are a lot of articles, there are a lot of how-tos on it too. So you can just go check how investors think and why they invest in the companies that they invest in. So, um, thank you so much um, for this conversation. This has been very, very interesting. Um, you were talking earlier and I was telling you that I'm not, I'm not like a very, like I don't really have a very Unless great understanding here. Mm -hmm. And this was a very, very good way to learn more about insurance in Nigeria and um, generally. So thank you so much for your time. But before we go, um, the FinTech Summit is a is is an event by TechPoint Africa and it's going to be coming up on November 26th. And you can always go to fintech.techpoint.africa uh, to find out more, register, reserve your seat. So early bed tickets are out now. Don't wait until maybe two days and then you start asking, where can I get tickets and also please get your tickets as soon as possible and prepare. Um, you'll be getting more information in, in the coming weeks about how things go. So um, get the ticket, tell people about it and just get ready. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Thank so, you for having me. Bye.